Namo tassa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Uddang dhammang sanggang namasami I'll just read a little extract um, from the um, numerical sayings in Guttra Nikaya Book of the Fours, Sutta 26, 24. <clears throat> so this is the Buddha speaking. Having seen what can be seen, the Tathagata does not misconceive the seen, does not misconceive the unseen, does not misconceive what could be seen, does not misconceive one who sees. Having heard what can be heard, does not misconceive the heard, does not misconceive the unheard, does not misconceive what could be heard, does not misconceive one who hears. Having sensed what can be sensed, does not misconceive the sensed, does not misconceive the unsensed, does not misconceive what could be sensed, does not misconceive one who senses. Having cognized what can be cognized, does not misconceive the cognized, does not misconceive the uncognized, does not misconceive what could be cognized, not not misconceive one who cognizes. <laughs> Thus, bhikkhus, being ever stable among things seen, heard, sensed and cognized, the Tathagata is a stable one. And I say, there is no stable one more excellent or sublime than that stable one. <clears throat> So just let that one sit for a while. Mm. So it's clearly talking about some kind of relationship with um, sense, sensed world, whether it's visual, auditory, anyway, and also even conceived thought. And this is talking about a process, a secondary process, seeing something then as a conceiving it or misconceiving it and uh, conceiving what what could happen, conceiving something that isn't there, conceiving, um, you know, what could be seen and also conceiving I'm seeing this, yeah. So this this secondary activity, mm-hmm. this is called um, the um, forms or the conditions that arise dependent upon contact contact and then the shivering and what's that 
could be, oh, it's not that. I, I imagine it's one of those. Yeah, there must be. And then, or could, or I should be seeing this. I could see that. I could, if I changed it, I could see it another way. And then, oh, here I am seeing this. It's a particular relationship of an increasing activity around contact, which generates the sense of the person who's being contacted by that sense object. So there's the sense base, first person, the object, second person, third person, the subject, I see. Thought arises, oh, um, oh I'm thinking about this, I sh- then what should I be thinking about? I could be thinking about this, or I could stop thinking. Perhaps I shouldn't be thinking about this. I am a someone who thinks a lot. I'm one who thinks a lot. I'm always thinking a lot. Why am I thinking so much? I could be someone who doesn't think. That'd be better if I was someone who doesn't think. If I was somebody who doesn't think, that would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I'm trying to be someone who doesn't think. But I'm someone who does think. This is suffering. Hmm? Suffering generated through round contact. So it's said, with the arising of contact, the arising of suffering. Ceasing of contact, ceasing of suffering. Source of karma, contact. Source of habitual activities, contact. Ceasing of contact, ceasing of habitual activities. Oh, so I'm supposed to be someone who doesn't have contact. I've heard that, that sense, there's something, the ceasing of contact, one stops suffering. Oh, I want to be someone who doesn't, who doesn't suffer. Therefore, I try to not have contact. So I conceive of non-contact. And having conceived of non-contact, I become someone who's obsessed with the idea of non-contact. Therefore, I'm contacted by disagreeable frustration and impressions. But I'm someone who wants to not have disagreeable sensations, impressions. I conceive how how pleasant it would be if I didn't have these um, these disagreeable impressions. So I'm trying to be someone who doesn't experience the frustration of trying to not be contacted by disagreeable impressions. This is the arising and proliferation of suffering. So when the Buddha says, with the ceasing of contact, he doesn't say, you've got to stop having contact. So he just says, with the ceasing of contact. Not that you should be someone who doesn't have contact, or there should be no contact. (laughs) With the ceasing of contact, where does contact cease? In non-conceiving. So, to describe it again, you know, the, the kind of details of dependent arising, you have two kinds of contact. One is the immediate direct impression, called patika sampasa, literally means resistance, something impinges, bong. 
it's called the first dart. Something touches, and from that, a second kind of contact arises, which means the mental designation. Oh, that's not very good. That shouldn't be happening to me. I don't want to have that. This is the designation impression. This is things start moving. This is where the third person comes in. The internal person. The person is arises out of designation contact. Because this thing is moving, spinning, and that designation contact, the person arises, the person gets active, or seems to get active. We could say more directly, designation contact is a sankara, an activity, an energy. It starts to get volitional, pushy, frustrated, rushing, despairing, struggling, seeking, wanting, not wanting, gets very active. In that activity, a sense of an active person arises, a third person arises. Getting quite crowded. Because third person generally is not content with being a third person. They try to create a fourth person who is the person who is not experiencing the terrible experience the third person is experiencing. And having created the fourth person, they create the fifth person who's going to do the work of getting the third person into being the fourth person. (laughs) But they don't know where the fifth person is, who's going to do the work of making the third person into the fourth person. So they stick to the sixth person (laughs) to tell them what to do. (laughs) Getting very crowded. (laughs) So... How do all these people get out of here? <laughs> this is because sankara of becoming, existence, being, generation of a of a person. Mm. We start with you know, how can there be a third person? Mm. This is this act called papancha proliferation and it's it's affected by this process called manyata manyati manya to conceive or he says misconceive it starts to reify experience and the end result of that is the person who seems stuck in the reification now if we just try to pull back a little bit, take very simple experience, just placing your finger on something in physical contact. It's as direct as you can get. Visual contact, always a little bit abstract, isn't it? Because it's out. Tactile contact, you touch something, wait, pause, just let your finger come down slowly, hovering, and then don't quite know what's going to happen. Shut off the other senses. Just listening to that finger, what you conceive of a finger, that you realize it's just an idea now. There's an energy, there's an attention, there's a sense of sensitivity. If I even let go of the idea of finger, hand, body, anything, it's just that throbbing, pulsing. Right? That's actually direct, isn't it? And then Ah, contact arises, there's a shiver. 
And that shiver, pleasant, unpleasant, okay, manageable, interesting, whatever. The person arises after the contact, after the initial contact. Oh, that's quite, that's okay, that was interesting. The person arises after the experience that they then assume they had or did or made happen. Painful memory arises, contact, disagreeable feeling, unpleasant feeling, shivering, resistance, struggling. The struggling person arises, the one stuck with this, who then remembers, I'm always stuck with this, this is my habit, I'm a stuck being, how do I try to get to be not be a stuck being, becoming, it's taken over. Third person arises, trying to be the fourth person, who will be happy and free. This is suffering. So, with the ceasing of designation, there's no conceiving of the scene, there's no conceiving of what one isn't seeing, there's no conceiving of something that one could see, there's no conceiving of being a seer. This is, of course, extremely, you know, skeletal in this presentation. Mm. Just presenting, first of all, mm, the Tathagata definitely sees, not void of sense contact, not blind. That happens, doesn't get this activity of manyati going on it. I guess here he says doesn't misconceive the scene because he certainly, in seeing a tree, knows it's a tree. It's a very simple designation, but doesn't get the idea of, oh, what am I not seeing? Or an alternative tree that one could see. I don't like these trees, I like something else. You know? Doesn't do that, just this is this. Doesn't get the idea of, oh, I could see something else could be something else. Therefore, doesn't get the idea of I am now choosing, should be this way, should be that way. Run it through again. Yeah. In walking to the meditation hall, does not conceive of a meditation hall. Does not conceive of a person walking to the meditation hall, is aware of walking. Doesn't think I will be late. Doesn't think I will be early doesn't think I should be there on time, doesn't think I should not be there on time, just walking. Doesn't imagine walking anywhere, it's just walking. Walking will get them to the meditation hall along that corridor, it doesn't go anywhere else. (laughs) Just follow that, let the feet do it. Therefore, not suffering in that degree. Coming into the hall, doesn't conceive of other people, doesn't conceive of people waiting for them, doesn't conceive of people keeping people late, doesn't conceive of being someone who doesn't arrive on time, doesn't conceive of other people thinking them di- being disrespectful, lazy, arriving first, doesn't conceive that they're better than everybody else because they arrive first, everybody else is lazy, doesn't imagine, <laughs> doesn't conceive <laughs> by arriving here all the time I will become a better yogi, doesn't conceive of that. 
just happens to get here and sit down. <laughs> because they left the room and walked in this direction. That's what happens. They get here, they sit down. Doesn't conceive of that. Being on retreat, doesn't conceive of being on retreat. Doesn't conceive of how they should be on retreat. Doesn't conceive how long the retreat will last for. Doesn't conceive of the end of the retreat, or the beginning of the retreat, or what the retreat should be, or what it shouldn't be, or how they should be, or what they want to have happen. Doesn't conceive of a retreat. Doesn't conceive of not being on retreat. Ah, oh, this is just a do what you like. Doesn't conceive of that. Doesn't conceive of all the kind of things they could do when they're out in the wood in New, New England. <laughs> Play, you know, playing with the turkeys, or running around collecting leaves. Doesn't conceive of it. <laughs> it's just where they are. They're stable. This is a stable one. In sights and sounds and contact and even thought. It's stable, remains stable, doesn't do that. But enjoying that stability doesn't seek instability. Doesn't seek proliferation. Doesn't seek if and ands and buts. Doesn't conceive other people. Or not conceive of other people lives in harmony with other people because they're not conceiving them as better or worse or the same. Mm. This is stable. There's always such. This is tathagata, such. It's just this, just such. Mm. So this is the ceasing of designation impression just by directly... It's this now. Now in dependent origination you see this... Um, what I call structural and dynamic aspects. Structural um, process takes us into Nama Rupa Vijnana, that is consciousness, experiencing in form, and getting perceptions and feelings, and designations arising from that. That's the structure. Yeah. That structural form then is described as how it's dynamically playing out through the sense bases, arise feeling, mm. through contact, so salayatana pasa vedana, yeah. through having an eye, through having a body, through having a mind, experiences contact, contact with a thought, contact with a memory, contact with an energy, contact with a physical feeling, contact with a anxiety, contact with Urgency, contact with tiredness, contact with sleepy energy, low energy, high energy, bright energy, bustling energy. Mm. Feels, oh, can't manage this, unpleasant feeling. Shouldn't be here, unpleasant feeling. From contact arises feeling. Feeling, strong feeling, unpleasant feeling, disagreeable feeling. Uh, feels urgency. Tanha, craving, give me out this feeling. And this is a dynamic. Feels pleasant feeling. Oh, wonderful, give me more of this feeling. Craving, contact. Contact, feeling, craving. From craving, gripping, becoming, uh, clinging, formulating. If only, you know, holding it, gathering it together, that particular experience. I'm in this experience. Clinging. Becoming, this is me, it's what I am. Yeah. Structure again. So the dynamic 
reinforces the structure. Mm. Now the structural elements, nama, which is touched into lightly uh, in this nama rupa. Nama consists of five factors. Mm. There's a perception, feeling, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Intention, directing to, attention, framing up, contact, an impression, an impression is generated. Those five factors, mm. which we might say, you know, the inevitable one being in a sensory form is contact. One doesn't must see, or if one's not seeing, one will hear. If not hearing, one will feel through one's body. If not feeling through the body, one will experience the internal sense base of the mind. Contact, seemingly a given. That's what happens. If you're born, that's what happens. The Buddha said, I'd recommend don't get born, but now you've gone and done it. (laughs) This is what you're going to have to live with. (laughs) Stuff pinging and generating all kinds of trembles uh, associated. So this impression, passa, vibrates, and then feeling gets it vi- more and more vibrant. Then the intention comes up. Attention goes to that which vibrates and trembles. Oh, look at that. Intention, oh, don't want that. Oh, want more of that. Hmm? Impressions arise. That's one of those, that's one of these, one of those. I am this, she is that. This shouldn't be this, this is that, this is that. You know, impressions arise. Those impressions become the basis for, or oh, focus on that perception, that impression of being this or being that. I am this, I'm not that. Uh, that impression arises. Designation, self. Intention, change it. Make it different, make it last, make it better. Why is it this way? Why was I this way? How will I be this way? Intention starts thrashing away, making something happen. More contact. The third person arises, agitated, not stable. Mm. But with the breaking of craving, that intention just this. Mm. The breaking of trying to be something, craving to be something. Then we, that begins to take down the process or break down the process. Now it's just that quality of urging, wanting to have, wanting to not be, want, wishing this and that. Get down with that. Get down to the feeling, disagreeable feeling, agreeable feeling. Bear with it. (laughs) What can bear with that? Embodiment can bear with it. Embodiment or 
give rise or gives us that, give, has that indication of as a local experience and there's a wider experience which receives the local experience. That's what the bodies do. They find balance. They say, yeah, there's a sensation of the feet and the rest of my body is kind of there. Uh-huh. And the two can be born in mind and a relationship is formed. The local and the global relationship is formed. The relational sense is going to find balance. If the relational sense just says, I'm not trying to make it this way or that way, I just want to let these things meet each other, get out of the way, don't create the third person who's trying to get balanced, just let those things find balance. They find balance. When a third person disappears, uh, yeah, the suffering begins to just go down to, oh well, not so nice. It's okay. Yeah, you know, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> and through that diminution of the mental struggle arises mysterious qualities such as patience, dispassion, calm, ease, spaciousness. And your chitta inclines to that relational harmony and the original feeling begins to subside, perhaps even disappear. So much that original feeling was just the residual tensions, compulsiveness, reactivity, resistance, desperation, sorrow, impotence, anxiety, charging through the system. Mm. Qualities we may not really have recognized until we were in a situation which began to lay things bare, make things bare, make things even a little bit raw at times. Because that's what renunciation does. It's searing, it's um, challenging, absolutely. But if you want to get down beneath the cosmetics, and the stuff and the details to the nitty gritty of what's firing you, you want to do that. Because it's going to get into the infrastructure of how your jitter is, op- how your jitter is programmed. Why is so such an essential thing and renunciation, any renunciation, you bet, you're going to have to have massive patience because <laughs> nothing likes it. <laughs> does not like that let go stuff great idea I would like to do it easy no letting go means when you (laughs) 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 that's the real stuff it's the last thing you want to do really Letting go of things you like to let go of is okay. (laughs) 
but this is, uh, you know, you see the potency of feeling, how potent that is, you know. And it said, all dhammas converge on feeling. That is the direct experience, the real, you know, what is we call not direct dhamma, subjective dhamma, converges on feelings. Oh, that's the door it has to go through. And for sure, there's painful feeling. Oh, more. There's unpleasant feeling. Oh, no. There's neutral feeling. What? What's going on? You know, something going on. Could I have something else, please? <laughs> okay, here's some painful feeling. <laughs> oh, no, I changed my mind. <laughs> Can I act to neutral, please? <laughs> neutral gets boring. Let's make it pleasant. So this, you know, what other kind of feelings you got? And do they come and go when you want them to? Well, you know, if you don't have that, some kind of renunciant, patient form, yeah, you just basically stimulate or block. You can't stimulate and block. You have to meet feeling directly. And then so comes that one word, patience. Kanti. Kanti paramanta potitika. Patience is the supreme intense practice. It's one of the one of the um, statements of the uh, of um, the synopsis of the teaching. Patience is the supreme. Uh, Someone called austerity tapas means you know intense practice. That's being patient with one's dithering mind and frustrating habits. Let's get down to the because it's going to take you down to the feeling. And grading, and then beautifully enough, space, you know, can arise where we never imagined there would be such a thing. Patience transforms feeling into space all the time. And instead of the third person, we experience a stable space. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, what's happening? Contact, designation, stop swearing in it, stop calling it names, stop cursing it, stop blaming it, stop naming it yourself. Mm-hmm. Just, this is the feeling. Mm-hmm. Ceasing that, you know, let you, you cease that, this kind of mesmerized hypnotic attention, which just goes riveted onto feeling, pinned onto it, hypnotized by it, in this grip with it, like a wrestling match with it, struggling with it, that can break. And so that attention widens. Oh. Right. Oh, there's there. Oh, there's this struggle going on. Aha. Uh-huh. That's widening. Not there's this nasty feeling. There's this struggle going on. Widening. That intention. Not intention is. Hmm. What does this need? What's helpful here? What's not helpful here? 
Yeah. This is the a kind of gentle inquiring intention. Uh, say a certain sense of compassion, warmth. What brings harmony here? What can shift here? Mm. This is Yoni Somani Sikara, the intention to generate that. Now that Yoni Somani Sikara really itself is dependent upon face, sadha, which is changing from making something happen into just the opening to with no apparent result in sight. No timeline. No could be another way. Just opening to mm-hmm, something must be learned. Something could be learned here. Something could be sensed here. I don't know what. Something could happen here. I don't know. I'm open. That's the opening. Yeah, that allows that process of another. It helps to reset intention. Doesn't mean there's no intention. The intention is not being operated by the third person anymore. Intention's being operate, operated by Dhamma. Not the trapped being. And we could say another way, intention's coming straight from Chitta. From the heart, which can never be seen. That's why it's not a person. Sometimes we call it intuitive, guessing, because you don't know it. You just hunch it, or a hunch arises. And sometimes when jitta comes like this, the most beautiful thing is when it just gives you an image. Uh, in other words, it steps out, and it, its own language. As one begins to cultivate, and particularly with devotional practices, are very much about generating some kind of image. could be a image of the soft, the beautiful, the loving, the, the peaceful, the, the stable, the firm, the undaunted. Just generating heart images of that, the clear. Yeah, call it Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. You generate anything of that. It doesn't have to be that verbal, really. It's like, what would Buddha mean to you? What would awakening mean to you? Don't try and be it. Just imagine it's somebody, something you could see. Would it be dark, twisted, snarling? Probably not. Probably bright. So things like this. You just exercise that faculty in devotional practice. Uh, You can visualize, but some people are not very good at that. Um, and you, know, you feel it and that's just the exercise what it's doing is ima- it's kind of wakening up the imaginative imaging forming faculty of mind which is uh, yeah, it's an aspect of mind isn't it where does creativity come from mm. where do really fresh ideas come from where do new ways of seeing come from? They come from this kind of, I don't know, it just happened to me. It arose. I had this idea. Well, where did it come from? It came from somewhere new because it wasn't in the third person. Oh, it just arises. It arises 
It rises to somewhere deeper. So yoni so is also the womb, yoni, the womb, something arising from where things can arise from depth. And patience means just get past the surface of what I would like and not like. Or even feel just put up with. It's not a patience, it's not about bearing, putting up with something. It's about getting past that even to just, till it begins to open. Then you're going down, or down is another idea, but you're going, because say in, down, but back, for, I don't know, something arises in the widening of attention and jitta begins to speak in its own ways which are not necessarily verbal and images are the first language of jitta we learn language we got you we got so used to it that we assume we are the speaker the verbalizer we didn't start with that did we we start, you came out of the womb, you didn't have a single word in your head. You knew what to do. Something you what to do. Right? Feed, shelter, seek safety, seek nourishment. It starts to move that way. Very primary. Mm. And our first sense of uh, cognition of, of other is image. This is the safe. This is what reminds me of safe. This is the smile. This is the soft skin touch. This means safe, warm, yeah. pleasant, agreeable, shelter, image. Don't give it a name yet. That comes later. This image quality, very helpful to, you know, wait, pause, wait till the image, any kind of image, can arise, you contemplate the struggle, who's there struggling? And what does it feel like? Wrestling with an octopus, that's not a bad image. Wrestling with five octopuses on adrenaline, that's a better image. Yeah, or what does it what does it feel like? Stabbing, rushing, I have to some sense of driven, hurricane, pushing, being pushed, hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Can't move, stuck. Stark mud, stark concrete. It's concrete around my chest. Yeah. Steel bands around my throat. Okay. What does it need? Don't get it don't come up with an answer. Just ask your body what do you need? That's what you needed. So, you know, so this can be kind of mysterious, but we hold that space. I will encourage that. And just kind of bear in mind the third person, when that arises, definitely is a problem there. Now, of course, we can use that linguistically. Yeah, it's a system we can operate, it has its benefits. When I say third person, I mean, 
you know, here am I reading a book. You know, it's me, there's the reading, there's the book. That's the reason why I come in and read a book. There's the book, there's the experience of reading, thoughts coming in, and there's me doing it. But I don't have to keep me reading the book. I can listen reading the book, it can happen, can't it? I don't have to think, I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book. How, how should I hold the book when I read it? Am I really reading the book? Am I reading it well enough, good enough? What kind of book should I be reading? Am I the best kind of reader of books? So I read too fast? So I just read the book, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you get the basic designation, then that, that's okay, that's done. Then just read the book, let the book happen. Your eyes can do it, you've got a brain, it can do it. It's enough. Don't need anybody else there. Not reading a book to get to the end of the book. Not reading the book to get the information, just reading the book, letting things happen. Uh, so just that kind of boom, boom, slow it down. So, literally, words are very, uh, very lively creatures. They jump and they immediately rush you to the end of the sentence. That's the point of words, get to the end of the sentence. You don't want to say at the beginning of the word, you want to get to the end of the word quickly, so you can get to the next word. That's what reading linear thought is about. And we are incredibly literate, reading everything. Can you imagine the time of the Buddha they didn't read things? Why people say meditation retreat? If you can, really lessen your reading. Not necessarily because of the information, but just even that act of scanning. You're getting used to cognition being a process that seeks the end of the sentence. So it's always going to be moving on. And mm. Yesterday, you know, I did a drawing, did some drawing, like occasionally. Mm. So, what do I mean? Well, I had to get over, first of all, the, the fear of white paper. You see, a clear, oh, I, don't want to, I don't want to spoil this nice, people give these lovely drawing books. They're so nice, I don't want to draw on them. <laughs> I don't want to spoil this lovely, immaculate drawing book. So I've got stacks of drawing books. I end up drawing all scrappy old bits of paper. That, you know, I end up taking pages that have been, uh, you know, printed on one side and the blank side, I turn it over because I feel safe. I'm not wasting something. <laughs> it's taken a while to get over that. You know, I have a little book and it's one I've had about 12 years, I suppose, because I've done about 10 drawings <laughs> on, on this book where I've gradually you know, managed to overcome my apprehension about wasting nice, clean, white, paper that's been specially bought for me. I don't want to spoil it by using it. <laughs> With scruffy, rubbishy drawings that are no good anyway. <laughs> so I just stop, get the paper out, sit down, look at it. It's shining, open, 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 shining, waiting, please, invitation paper. Okay, paper. Pencil. Nice pencils. I've got about six pencils of different gradations, you know, 6B, 4B, 2B, eight. okay, pencil, sharpen them. 
nice sharp pencils. Here's pencil, paper. This is where it's going to happen. <laughs> uh oh. This is where the disaster begins. <laughs> so just relax that one. Now let the hand touch the paper and touch. Feel the foot pencil in the hand. Appreciate how to operate the hand. How to operate the hand. How to operate the hand gently. And just start letting it play. Play. Not make a drawing. Just play. Play on the paper. Gently. Take your time. Doesn't have to be anything. Just play and watch the forms arise. Shading. Softly you can use that pencil. How you can angle it so you get a broad swathe of dark greys, charcoal, depending on how you angle it. And right little points and you can do twirly curls, little things. Just play, play. It's all right. Nobody's watching you. <laughs> and you play and the mind starts to then this thing starts to starts to take off. And kind of the pen, you know, starts to take off, starts to warm up, hand begins to flex and loose, the mind begins to be playful, light, careful, not rushing, just carefully letting forms arise. And see, imagine, what's the next form? Could be quirl, could be line, could be delicate shade, could be sharp, stark points, could be, just play. And then you know, the mind getting absorbed in this thing till it's that's enough. And you've got the drawing. And it's curious the forms that have arisen. No idea of drawing anything. Therefore, just a drawing because one didn't have any idea of drawing. Or a drawer, or a good artist or something one needed to draw. The quality of careful, deep attention to the process of what's there, what's really there. It's paper, wooden pencil, hand, graphite. How are they going to play? What are they going to do when they meet each other? Let them meet each other. You feel the slight dragging of the pencil on the paper, soften it, smooth, sliding, gliding. That's lovely. Mm. Yeah. The third person isn't there. It's just the two. It helps, I find it helpful just to, because doing a lot of talking and listening, using words with each other, mind tends to move into that frame. And it's just nice to just come out of that. Not just nice, but actually regenerative. Mm. Non-conceiving. No point. No aim. And yet, 
clearly something is aiming, there's intention that something is moving something, something is picking something up and adjusting whether it does a circle or a line or I don't know what it is. It's uh, chitta playing and it's probably saying something in its own way like, you know, take it easy, relax, be smooth, flow. It can't use words, so it has to guide me through a process. Chitta has to take me, walk me through a process because it can't use words, it walks me through till it gets, the message gets into my nervous system, my mentality. Ah. Now it's time to do some walking. Here's the earth, the sky, warmth, foot, ground, movement, openness, spring of the feet against the ground, the lifting, sense of the earth, sense of the foot firming on the earth, the lifting of the legs, the moving, walking with no idea of walking. Hmm. So yeah, contact, intention, attention, Perception, feeling, mild feeling. What has shifted? Designation impression, designation contact. And it's really recognizing, it's really around that that craving gets in. Now, the difference between craving and Motivation, proper motivation, dumb motivation, is motivation, chanda, skillful motivation, is just to be with what is and find it, let it speak to you. Be with what is, let it speak directly to the citta. Be very patient. First citta doesn't even know what to do. It's probably you know, it's probably got used to shutting up after years of being, you know, <laughs> not listened to, <laughs> not felt, not sensed. It's, we've got so programmed into listening to our chat or into the verbiage that comes in around us or into our reflexes or into our programs. Jit has kind of maybe given up or it's behind all that. It takes a while. It comes through the body, through embodiment, through something lifting in the body, some energy, virya, enthusiasm, a certain sense of movement that is moving like play, is moving like nature, is moving like wind and air. It's not this electronic jangle that we tend to have incorporated through living with electronic jangle and systems and the third person who is seen, heard, judged, praised, blamed. Mm. 
criticised, compared, succeeding and failing. Mm. Got used to being that. So it takes time, patience to get, to descend through that mass. And even the willingness to be disoriented, because when you come out of the known, it has to be disorienting. And you kind of want that, really. Well, maybe you don't, but it's going to happen. So disorienting is just to let new systems, new intelligence come through. Intelligence of chitta, which... And jitta is never confined in terms of space or time. That's why you can still be contact impressions, can still be there for events that you think happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Just because you don't see them anymore, you think it's in the past. Nope. Until it's been resolved, it's there in jitta. Jitta doesn't operate in terms of space or time. You never get away from anything. You never get over anything. You either run away from it, close it down, forget about it, or you meet it. And yeah, a lot of stuff, very difficult to meet. One wasn't able to meet it. Yeah, it was too much. System got overwhelmed, couldn't meet it. Felt so lowly, so isolated, so ashamed, so frightened. I couldn't meet it. Yeah, yeah, that's karma. So, no wonder it takes time. But it's there particularly as you descend into these primary places, primary impressions are still resonant, still entrapped. It doesn't move in terms of time. Time is a construction. A secondary construction. In terms of jitter, there's just karma and the ceasing of it. Now you don't have to particularly search things out. You know, maybe you have resolved it. Maybe it has disappeared. Maybe it has worked itself out. That can happen too. But, you know, you just open that space, widen your attention, anything. Hmm. Where's the shiver? Where's the tension? Where's the movement? That's where it is. It's in there. Mm. Yeah, the not safe, the not fed, the isolated, the stuck. Something wrong with me. Don't, you know, so yeah, very strong inclination to create the third person. Either third person, me here, third person, other people who had this negative impression on me, true in a way, but not going to get you to the end of suffering. And the contact impression of being the feeling. Feel the feeling as a feeling. Mm. Extend into your whole body, feel on the ground, 
standing, walking, breathing. Feel the feelings of feeling. Widen, soften around that. Relate to it as you rather than it. Become a friend to feeling, or at least a meet feeling. You don't meet anything as it. Meeting is a you relationship. Not you as it, <laughs> not the word you, which can be used as an it, but the experience of intersubjectivity to others, to myself. Cultivating that, aren't we? This feeling, feels, that's its nature. Uh-huh. What do you think it's supposed to do? How do I, how does this meet that? So this third person is generated. Feeling has to be what it is, unpleasant. If then it's going to shift in this matrix, it's going to be relational. <laughs> Can't expect a feeling to be other than it is. Can the relationship to that soften, open, change? Mm. Careful attention. Careful. Careful now. See what jitta, if you get that, jitta will kind of start to rise up. Oh, space for me, space to rise. Oh, try this, try that. Is it this, is it that? Little hints, suggestions, mm. images mm. start happening. Body starts shifting, energy's moving the body. Oh, what's going on? Don't know, stay with it. Something's working itself out. And all the result that was just more stable in presence. Just in presence. Not as a person. Not as a person. Person is never stable. It's not supposed to be stable. It's not its job. Its job is to keep operating, doing stuff, figuring things out, making things happen, checking things out. That's its job. Don't ask it to be calm, steady, stable. Just presence is stable. Then the person softens into something that's following harmoniously and feels comfortable trusts the Dhamma. This is the ceasing of this whole mass of suffering.